the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Focusing on proper priority, that we might find power in that priority, next. You start working on task B, knowing that task A is the greater priority. And with that knowledge in the back of your mind, you render yourself somewhat useless in completing task B, because task A is still undone. You see, that's exactly what happens to many of us as believers in Christ. We lose sight of the priorities that God has given us and the power that comes with those priorities. Join us here in Matthew 6, verses 31 through 34, as we take a look at the power of priority. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, our teacher and pastor now, Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to look at verses 31 on down to 34. Now, most of us know this particular passage of Scripture, and Jesus is sitting here. Most would call this the Sermon on the Mountain. And Jesus Christ is given insight into the kingdom of God and what it really looks like. And some of the demands that God is really placing upon humility and what it means to come into a relationship with God, whether through prayer, whether through our oaths, whether through loving our enemies, um, whether how we give our, our offerings, things of that nature. And then in verse chapter, in chapter 6, verse 25 on down, he starts to talk about worry. But in the midst of this, verse 31, he says this. He says, therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek what? I want to talk to you guys this afternoon about the power of priority. He said, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Every day has its own trouble. So why should I be worrying about tomorrow's trouble? Let me deal with today's trouble. And when tomorrow's trouble come, I'll try to deal with that too. And so he says here, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. This is a very, very important scripture. It's something that's quoted by most individuals. Most individuals know this by heart. But I think really when we get to the depths of this particular verse, we have to understand that God 
wants us, and I wrote this down, God wants us to, de- to develop his values. Think about it. God wants us to develop his values. Okay? Growing up, all of us have grown up in different environments around various things. We've uh, been in situations where the culture in a lot of ways have, devi- have divine, defined our value system. What we like, what we don't like. And when we get born again, we have to understand that we are born into a kingdom. We're born into the kingdom of God. And with the kingdom of God comes a different set of values. And it's our job to understand what those values are and to begin to prioritize those values in our lives. And I think this is important because sometimes as Christians, we think that God always thinks the way we think. Or he always likes what we like. Can I have an amen? And it's not always the case. So when we come to Christ, things need to be reprioritized. And in some ways, there may be things that we need to get out of our lives that when we really look at it, really have no values when it comes to the kingdom of God. And so God wants us to develop his values. He wants us to develop his passions, the things that he really likes and that are on his heart and on his mind. And so Jesus is sitting here and he's talking to these individuals about stuff. Stuff going on. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? What am I going to do? And he stops in the middle of this dialogue with them or message. And he simply says, but seek first. He's shifting and rearranging their what? Priorities and values. He said, if you, all these other things are going to be fine, but this has to be first in your life. He says first. He says first. This word here in the Greek, it is figuratively of dignity or importance. What is the, mo- what is the most important thing to you in your life? What are the most important things in your life? He says, figuratively of dignity or importance, first It says, first of all or chiefly. What is the chief thing in your life? What is first of all in life? He says, seek first. And all of us have to ask ourselves, you know, what really is first in my life? What really is first? Is it my kids? Is it just my family? My money? My job? My hairstyle? How I look, my car, what, what's first to me? I think this is something that all of us, you know, most of us are God's first, but we have to stop. And that's why I'm just kind of giving some time here because we have to really analyze what is really first in my life. Jesus tells them you have all these things. He says, don't worry about all these things. He says, listen, seek, he says, first. He says, seek first. He says, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. He says, the kingdom of God, the kingdom, the king's domain, all that pertains to the king and his domain. I think this is important, too, as we're thinking about the kingdom. The kingdom of God is in you. The kingdom of God 
is present, but the kingdom of God is coming. Think about what I just said. The Bible says that the kingdom of God is within you. Jesus, when he walked upon the face of the the earth, he said the kingdom is at hand. But then also we know that aspects of the kingdom Christ is bringing with him as when he, when he comes. The kingdom of God, it is, it is present, and it's coming. At the, at the, at the, the, in its simplest forms, it's the king's domain or the king's reign and rule in your life. I want to seek the king's domain His reign and rule in my life. Not just outside, but in my life. In me. Around me. It's coming to me. That the kingdom of God is what I want to seek. I want His reign and rule over every single area and aspect of my life. I want to seek this in my life. Because this is what He says. That all of us have to seek it means to seek after, to look for, to strive to find. And then I like this. It says to seek God means to turn to Him, to strive humbly and sincerely to follow and obey Him. So the King's domain, I want to seek God and His domain. And this is something that in some cases I have to strive after. I, want, I have to go after in my life. I have to process in my life. A lot of times people just think the kingdom of God is just what God does as a result of his kingdom. The things and the power and the demonstrations and those things are fine. But it's one thing for God to rule out there and it's another thing for him to rule in here. Is he really king over every area and aspect of your life? Well, I have to seek that. I want you to be king in every aspect and area of my life, God. I want you to be king over my marriage, king over my finances, king over my heart. I want you to be king over my thoughts. I want you to rule in my mind. And then I want you to be king over my family. I want you to be king over the church. I want you to rule. And I want to seek to have this established in every single area of my life. King over my my children and how I raise my children. Where I live, my vocation. I want you to rule over everything in my life. Well, this is something that we have to seek. We want the king and his dominion or his domain to reign over every single area and aspect of our lives. And it is something that we must seek after. It doesn't just happen because we think about it. It has to be sought. Meaning I have to sit down and think about, okay, how in the world can I get God more involved in my marriage? I want to seek this. I want God to be involved in every single thing. Every area of my marriage. How can I get God involved in 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 my finances? I want to get him really involved in my finances. God, I want you to have liberty to reign over my finances. God, I want you to be involved in raising my kids. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody gave me a manual how to raise kids. Did you guys get a manual? I didn't get one. I want you to reign over that. I want you to reign over my job. Teach me how to function on my job, to operate on my job, that you reign in the way I conduct my affairs on my job. God, I want you to reign. I want to seek this. I want to seek the kingdom of God. 
and all of his righteousness. And I know that you're going to do demonstrations of power and you're going to, you know, amaze me in certain areas. But God, I want you to rule in my life. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. So he doesn't just stop with the kingdom of God. He says, in all of his righteousness. This word righteousness in the Greek, I like this. It says, in both the Old Testament and New Testament, righteousness is the state commanded by God and standing the test of his judgment. It is conformity. I just found this. I just found this. This is a blessing. And it's conformity to all that he commands or appoints. I'll read this again. In both the Old Testament and New Testament, righteousness is a state commanded by God and standing the test of his judgment. It is conformity to all that he commands or appoints. Now, this is powerful because ultimately, at the end of the day, he says here, the kingdom of God, I must seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. He didn't just say righteousness. Because there's something also called self-righteousness. Where man declares a standard and then lives up to the standard that they set and then feels comfortable living up to a standard. This is the problem that Jesus had with the Pharisees and Sadducees. Because they had set up a religious system that they were living up to and with their rules and with their regulations and in essence they had created their own religion because they had taken away what God had said and implemented what they wanted to do, lived up to that standard. Jesus comes along and he starts calling them hypocrites. Because basically they had erected or established their own standard and in some cases weren't even living up to that standard but demanded that other people live up to that standard. And then turned around and condemned people for not living up to that standard and then Jesus called them self-righteous. But we want to find the standard that God Almighty has set and conform to the standard that He has set. And when we do that, God calls that righteousness. Because it's something that he's established. It's something that he's implemented. And for us as believers, we want to conform to all that he commands or appoints. God turns around and says, that's right. That is righteous. Not what you have declared, but what I am declaring. And so Jesus stops here and he says, seek first the kingdom, the king's domain, rule, government in your life. Then he says, and all of his righteousness. I know you think that you're good, but have you measured up to his standard? So we have to stop. And we have to analyze our lives on the basis of God's commandments and what he's saying. And we have to ask ourselves, is the righteousness that I'm supposed to be living, the righteous life that I'm supposed to be living through Christ, am I living up to that standard? Because me measuring myself by my neighbor will do me no good. Because this is what happens. How you doing? I'm doing good. How you know? Because I'm doing better than them. Amen? And so what we want to do is, we want to take time to find out his standard. And we want to seek this. What does God say about a man from a righteousness standpoint leading his family? 
What does God say about that? What does God say about how a woman should conduct themselves in the home? What does God say about how we are to parent our children? Because that's the standard. Not what, I'm not going to say any names, but that, not what, you know, they're saying on TV. What does God say about how you are to discipline your children? What does God say about your <laughs> Come on, y'all. Well, I lost y'all. See, now y'all thinking. Y'all like, hmm. Y'all looking around like, hmm. What does God say? What does God say about our language? What does God say? Because he said, seek first the kingdom. We want God's reign and rule in our life, his government. We want God in our lives in every area of our life. Not only for now, but what's coming and what will come. I want the kingdom to reign in me and in my life and around my life. But he said, his righteousness. I got to seek that too. What does God say about my language? I mean, can I just flip out when I want to? Well, see, when we talk about stuff like this, we act like it's not in the Bible. But it is. And this is something that we should seek. God, I'm seeking your righteousness. And I know that it comes through Christ. And then Christ empowers me to live up to the righteous standard that you have set. And my righteousness cannot just be positional. It should also be experiential. What's used if I'm just have I'm, I'm in position, but then I don't function. See, a lot of times people preach on positional righteousness, but our righteousness should exceed that of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It should be actually lived out, amen? Where people begin to see the life of Christ and the righteousness that he brings into our lives in and through us. So we have to look at this, but it's something that we should seek. God Through Christ, I want your righteousness to be revealed in and through me. Well, this is something that obviously that must be sought because look what he says. He says, but seek first the kingdom of God, verse 33, and his righteousness. Now look at this. And all these things shall be what? Added to you. When we get our priorities straight, when we get our priorities right, When we get our passions right, when we get positioned right, when God and his kingdom and his righteousness becomes a priority in our lives and it begins to be the centerpiece of everything that we do in our lives, then what happens is things start coming to us. We don't have to go after them. It just comes to us. We don't always have to go after them. And I think this is the major mistake that sometimes we make as Christians is we think that if we want something, we we, we automatically, and it's not that God doesn't want us to pursue things, but we have to make sure that we're pursuing things the right way. And what I mean by that is, saints, sometimes we can get so distracted on focusing on something that God's already working out. That we take all eyes off the thing that really matters. And that's God who's the one that's going to work it out. And I watch this. People in life, they start going through. And now this becomes my focus. 
Instead of focusing on God and knowing that if I focus on God, now I'll say it like this, if I take care of God and his business, then God will take care of my business. Becomes a lifestyle for you. It becomes a matter of priority. Because one of the things that the devil loves to do is to get us distracted off on things that God is going to add to our lives if we would just stay focused on him. We keep him and his kingdom and his righteousness as a focus in our lives. As a priority in our lives. I have learned, saints, and I am learning that... that, You know, when we allow worry to grip us, to get the best of us, to overtake our hearts, really in some cases we're shipwrecking an opportunity for God to prove himself like he wants to do in our lives. God, he's got you. Let me say it again. God, he's got you. I don't care what kind of storm you are in, what you're going through in your life, God, He's got you. He's got you. But if the devil can get you distracted, then he's got you. The key is, Jesus is breaking it down. Seek first the kingdom. Prioritize. Make him and his kingdom and his righteousness chief in your life. Make it the most important thing in your life. Seek it. Go after it. And then all of a sudden, you'll see God begin to add things to our lives that we never thought would even come to our lives. Amen? We have to believe this. Now, how are we going to get to this place where we reprioritize, we shift some things, and we shift some, get some things, and, and move some things around so that ultimately this becomes our lifestyle? Because God being a priority, His kingdom being a priority, His righteousness being a priority in our lives... It is a lifestyle. It just becomes a way of life. Number one, and I think most of you know this, it starts with the Word of God. You know, when it comes to God, His value system, His values, it's all right here in this book. And, and I wrote this down here. Um, his Word, it reveals His righteousness. It reveals... Um, the kingdom of God. And, and we have to keep this in mind because people's opinion should never be the authority. It's amazing how, you know, you sit down with people a lot of times and they will give you a, a, an opinion. And I'm talking about Christians. Uh, an opinion. And, but when you ask them for a biblical reference, there is none. I'm telling you right now that through this book, there's a biblical reference for everything that you're going through in your life. The Bible. And we have to take time to allow God, through the Word of God, to shift our values and to help us to see what really is right in His sight and and, and to see what the kingdom of God is all about. And then to shift our perspective. perspective. Saints, allow the Word to change your thinking. Allow it. Don't impress your views upon the Word. Let the Word impress its views upon you. Allow it to change your thinking. We must allow it to change our thinking. The things that we value, 
We have to measure them and weigh them through and by the scripture. What does the scripture say about this? And like I said earlier, a lot of times we're, we're trying to build a marriage based on the Huxtables. Listen, I mean, the Huxtables are cool, but you know, that's not real. Go to the word and allow the word to develop your value so that you're not looking for something that's not out, that's outside of what God has stated in his word. But this is how we shift our, prior, our priorities. God, I thank you that your word is helping me to get things, you know, my, change my perspective in life about everything. I'm done with, I'm done with my opinion. My opinion is you need to respect my opinion. We could just agree to disagree. There's no truth, brother. There's no truth. You know, this is just the way I feel. Well, if there's no truth, then why should I believe anything you have to say? There is truth. It's right here. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.